A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hello, bonjour, and wagwan. Welcome to another episode of the DNA Airwaves. This episode, as always, is brought to you by the MPL, Toronto's and the world's modular film and audio studios. If you're doing anything with filming, recording, imagining, creating, whatever it is, if it's visual or audible, go to the-mpl.com. That's the-maplewithoutthevowels.com. This podcast is also brought to you by The DNA Project. For all of your live entertainment needs, head over to thednaproject.ca. Today, by popular demand, we have Sean Wilson back. He's a music educator from the States and apparently born in Canada. We talk more about music education, whether it's ever too late to pick up an instrument, motorcycle safety, and a lot of other things. So stay tuned. Enjoy the show. This is The DNA Airwaves. What's going on, guys? Throw you off. <laughs> Yo. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm fired up. Matt never tells us. us how he is. Every Matt time never we tells ask. us. I just rolled Matt over now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it. usually just you and me. We say it, and he just he it's, just keeps on doing stuff. I was just gonna say it's how you funny because I I just said great, but I uh, forgot to unmute my mic. So oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited, man. We have with us our, uh, I think we were just talking about our first, second time guest, Mr. Sean Wilson, man. Thanks for joining us once again. Man, I'm glad to be back. I heard you guys are based in uh, in Canada. Yeah, Toronto. It's true. You just Toronto. heard that now? You know, I, 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 you know what? I didn't realize, I just didn't realize it until I saw the, um, slides, was looking at the last podcast, but I'm, I'm planning uh-huh. to go there in, uh, sometime around Christmas. Oh, cool. Oh, well, it's a like, good time to make some music. I don't know. I don't know if y'all know, but I was born in Toronto. I did hear that. Really? Yeah, really? I did hear yeah, that. Share I, that I wasn't time. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, born I in never, Toronto. How was that I, experience? Yeah, well, I was. I left when I was two and then came, came to the States. So I just want to go back. I just want to see my hometown, man. But I, it's, you know, I'm actually still, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually still a Canadian citizen, though. So, yeah, oh, I wanted to, wow. I want to head back there and wow. visit. So, I mean, the plans aren't all together yet, but that's the plan. I'm trying to head. Head on there for Christmas time. So that's exciting. We'll get oh, we you in for, uh, if we knew that. Yeah, we can get, get you for a no, third no. time. We don't have uh, to. Not have an for like right there, yeah, right? Right there. We'll do yeah. it, man. We'll set it up. You let us know the date. Something, man. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. Sure, we'll do for it. Sure. I already have some ideas brewing, but let's uh, let me settle down and stick to today's, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time you were with us, we did like a real overview of really all things music and learning. I wanted to have you back personally, and I think that we all feel the same way, um, my co-hosts, including our audience, that based on your teaching style, that there's so much deeper we can go. 
And I was a little hesitant to let you loose to do that last time just because we're still gauging what the audience would want. But right. here we go. We're just going to do it, man. So I want to just really do a full breakdown of like practice and deep practice and all the things that you su suggest for people like us who are studying music and studying your work and learning from you. Um, you guys are good. You guys, I like the way y'all grill, grill me, man. I mean, I, <laughs> this, you know, you guys grilled me last time. And I was like, man, these, these I like these podcasts. These are, yeah. these are good. And, and you know, just to, just to let you know, I have, um, I've, I've have had a couple of things. I think the last podcast was like a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. But March. I have had some, I don't know if you remember the last podcast, I was in a motorcycle accident. So I just yes. kind of want to let you know that I am, I am recovering just great. The I only thing right now is my, yeah, my shoulder is still a little bit sore. I do some exercises in the morning. But since, since yeah. the last podcast, the YouTube channel has hit 50,000 um, nice. musicians. Wow. Yeah, that's um, amazing. I've I've been interviewed by um, probably one of the top membership site um, in the world. Basically, yeah, yeah. they basically train all the, you know, all the big time people. So I, I felt so special, mm -hmm. man, when they when they called yeah, to ask incredible. me to interview me about that site. That was a couple of months ago. You could check that out. I, I think checked I had that out, man. It was that was a dope interview. Oh, you checked it out? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. That that was that one. I was really, uh, you know, I loved that one. And I don't know if I said this last time, but I was also. Um, I'm not sure the timing of this, but I was also recognized in my city as one of the top 25 entrepreneurs to look out for. Um, so all that's Which happened- Which city is that again? It's Lakeland, Florida. So Lakeland mm -hmm. is about halfway between Tampa and Orlando. It's probably closer to, closer to Tampa though. Okay. But, um, okay. So a lot, of, a lot of new exciting things have been going on for me, you know, as far as since the last time we've met. So I'm just kind of glad to share that with you and, the, and your audience, you know, that you know, I'm doing just great. Things are looking yeah, up right now. So, yeah, we got some good momentum right now. Glad to hear it, man. And That's congrats. Incredible. Congrats That's on great. those yeah, successes as well. Congrats. We all um, signed up for the piano lessons and <laughs> then got the message that you that you got into that accident, like, really shortly yeah. after. And we're wondering yeah. if we yeah. jinxed you. I mean, I was surprised at the amount of people who, you know, it's funny. I get I got more responses. I think I got three to five times the responses on that. Then I get to telling people, hey, come on, y'all. Let's uh, get on the website and learn these chords. I, I mean, Jeez, I still, yeah. yeah, I got, I mean, the amount of messages I got, it's just too much. It was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Everybody was writing and people writing long messages, man. So oh, man. I was, yeah, I was surprised at the, like, just how much support I got from that accident, man. So when lot. things go down and to recognize that these are real people, these aren't just emails. You know, it's, it's easy as a business person to see it as, Oh, I got this many subscribers. I got this many emails. Right. True. But in reality, these are these are people. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying yeah. these are people with families. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, that that situation really changed my perspective with business. You know, I stopped writing my emails like I'm talking to a robot, and and like, you know what? Mm -hmm. How do I want to really address the person? You know, what I'm saying so that even that experience was helpful for me. That's huge. You know, from yeah. a business standpoint, yeah. Wow. Do you still ride the motorcycle? <laughs> Good question. No, yeah, man, the motorcycle, the motorcycle got totaled. It got oh, totaled out, yikes. and I took. But I had two motorcycles, so so I took the money. I got. I took the money from what the insurance gave me for one, mm -hmm. and I used it to help me pay off the other one. So I, I still have the other okay. one. But to be honest with you, I don't ride it much. Um, you know, and every everybody's happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you got that itch, you gotta scratch it. So <laughs> Yeah. You know how that Find is. Find another man. way, man. We need you. <laughs> yeah, man, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> we need you, man. That yeah. was uh 
I'm looking behind you there. I see a couple books I might want to talk about a little later, too. Yeah, no, I, you know what? Because the last time, see, I didn't know what y'all were going to throw at me. Okay. So this time I said, I said, I said listen, I'm not playing around, man. Oh, you <laughs> got the whole library. Around. I got Atomic That's Habits. Funny. I got Talent Code, Deep oh, Work, Power, Marketing Made Simple, talent man. Oh, Launch. Man. I got all kind of books over here. So if, I, right. if I make a statement, uh, I want to be able to at least tell you the ideas you know, because I would, you know, a lot of these things I test them, right? True. Okay. So with ideas that I give people, I try to test them through research and study. Sure. So I really like studying books, um, and 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 I, I as we go through the podcast, I'm going to talk to you guys about you know my kind of the philosophy on how language, you know, get into that a little bit deeper for you, but. I'm going to let you, I don't know how you guys want to start. I love that. Are you talking language as in the vocabulary, the way you describe music? Yes, because I know last time we discussed vocabulary as a language, but I, you know, I I do want to say, you know, it's it's good for your thoughts uh, to evolve over time. And it's not that they've changed necessarily, but I do have some differences now with how I approach, you know, the more people that, there's there's a a thing about my business that's not scalable. That's the one-on-ones, right? Mm-hmm. I can't scale that because I have to be yeah. there. And I can right, make a piece right. of content. I can have a thousand people on that content. But I, if I'm doing one-on-one trainings, I can't scale it because I have to be there. But there's a reason why I keep it there. It's because it gives me direct access to what musicians mm-hmm. and what kind of problems they're having. If I, if I lose that, then I lose touch True. with my core audience and my core customer. And so I have to get those one-on-ones and see what are these, what are they struggling with? What are their concerns? And that keeps me grounded. So even yeah. though I can't scale it, it's an important part still of my important. business. So that's the reason why it's, it's still there. So it kind of helps, it helps. So that kind of helps me to evolve yeah, over time, yeah, yeah. the things that work, know the things that don't work, stuff like that. Right. Musician, businessman, teacher. So let's, let's break it down, man. You mentioned the language yeah. stuff. Let's uh, maybe start off let's there. Let's do it, man. Let's hear your evolved thoughts on this. Well, yeah, man, like a technique. Well, um, you know, just for you guys and, and, and everybody, you know, let me just tell you how my practice session really quick. Okay. So my practice session focuses um, first on technique. Mm-hmm. So technique means that when you, when you first sit down, you have to do something that is going to keep your, uh, you know, warm up your hands. Okay. You know, if you're right. a vocal, you're like if you're a choir, and you're in a choir, they do, they do these warm-ups sometimes because you may not have sung for a while. You know, if you're a musician, you got to somehow warm them up. You can't just go and just straight on the instrument. There's got to right. be warm-ups, and there's got to be mm. scales and movements that you need in, in, in your own playing. So here's the thing. Anything that you want to do when you're playing okay. has, to be, has to be repeated often enough in your practice. True. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, you guys may think that people just pull up things while they're playing, that, but that's not actually how it happens, yeah. right? So with um, certain types of scales, I have a system where um, I practice a harmonic minor scale and I practice a melodic minor scale, and I can get a bunch of chords and crazy stuff all from these one scales, but I, every day I make sure I practice just those scales. Because if I can practice them, when I want to pull up a move or when I want to pull a move out, I'm not going to have trouble doing that. Right. But, so that was, that's the first part. So I call that technique practice. So basically, this is what we call the muscle memory um, practice. It's also uh, the, the part of the session that, that the book um, Talent Code 
deals with because they have a, a substance called myelin, basically, and myelin works right like a circuit. It, lo- it, lo- it works like a wrapping, right? So y'all remember when the internet used to be real slow? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Started getting faster and faster, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's the, right, but it, it can handle more and more stuff. And so that kind of works like the, the, the brain, right? The more you practice, you can get faster and faster at recall. See, it's a recall right. situation. Mm-hmm. So it is yes. speed. Now, let me explain this. This is some going real deep into it here. Go if somebody it. can recall four times five, it's 20 real quick, right? And you can recall six times three, and you boom, right off the bat, you know it's 18, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was teaching yeah. math, the people who hadn't developed their multiplication, they were slower, right? They were slower at trying to understand the higher level maths. In some cases, they could be smart enough to hire the, you know, to understand the higher level math, but because they never learned their basics, the other stuff just didn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? So what we do is in that first part of the practice, you're putting in the practice those things that have to be recalled at a moment's notice so that you can you know, recall them quickly. So that's the goal yeah. of that section is to just make sure you want to recall things. You don't want to be thinking, well, what's an E-flat triad? and How do I play an F7? No, that stuff should be, you got to practice that. Yeah. So everybody mm-hmm. that comes to me, I usually find out real quickly, oh, this is the thing that you don't know yet because everybody's yeah. different. See, I have my right, own right. things. Yeah, 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 I may come, you know, I may I may come to Anthony and, and I say, hmm, you need to work on your sevens, you know. But then I may, I may look at Matt, and he may know his sevens. He may be at a higher level, right. so I may tell him, you know, you need to work on your dominance. Fair. Yeah. I am not so, there. <laughs> so that's, not quickly. That's the first. So that's the first part, technique. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Technique is the first thing. The second thing, real quick, is uh, songs and movements that you like. See, that's what everybody jumps to. They jump mm-hmm. to practicing yes. all these nice, cool <laughs> movements. Yeah, and guess yeah. what? That is important. But. but even that, people don't practice it the right way. <laughs> you mm. got to go slow, man. You got to go slow. The book, ta- the book Talent Code talks about a, a process called Chunk It, right? Yeah. So basically, right. I have, a, I have a, a training on my website that's devoted to one chapter on this book. And the one chapter of the book is called Three Rules of Deep Practice, right? Because all the studies, there's actually about four books here. No, three of them. that rep, uh, it's, it's Willpower, Deep Work, and Talent Code. And also Atomic Habits, to a certain degree, all referenced that the greatest musicians and the people in the highest skill in multiple subjects have all have this deep practice that they do. So the question is, what is deep practice, right? So, yeah. so the book broke that down and said, well, deep practice, you have to have three things, right? You have to mm-hmm. be able to chunk it up. You have to be able to repeat it, yeah. the process of repetition, and you have to be yeah. able to feel it. And Initially, I didn't know what any of that meant, but when I, mm. when I did you know, the research, I have actually have two trainings on my website now that deals with those three things, and they're powerful. Anthony was actually there at that training, I, <laughs> I believe. There. I was there, yeah. <laughs> and so Chunk It is the process of deconstructing. See, this is so cool, man, because if I ask somebody, a lot of people that have studied music, mm-hmm. yeah. they'll say, yeah, I know, I know what a, a major seven is. I say, can you play an E major seven? I know what an E major seven is, yeah. But 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 can they use it? Can they actually take that chord and flip it around and play it in different ways? A lot of times they may not be able to do that. They what right. they mean is they they intellectually understand it, and that's not enough. And so this is this is the reason why y'all go check out. There's a free video for anybody free. listening. There's a free video 
There's a free video on YouTube that I put out that um, I think it's called Three Rules, The Three Things Every Musician Needs. Mm. Right? It's called The Three Things Every Musician Needs. And it's strange because that video didn't get a lot of views. I was actually kind of feeling a little bit discouraged because I put a lot of thought into that video. And, um, and the numbers weren't there. You know, when I cover mm-hmm. some musician and do all the crazy stuff, all my numbers are great, right? Of course, yeah. And then I did yeah. something real important. I did all my study and stuff. And that video has less views. And this is like my lowest viewed video of the year. <laughs> so oh, <man. laughs> I was feeling all discouraged. And so I had, a, uh, I had a one-on-one session. And a lady told me, Sean, she was like, please don't take that video down. She said that whole video, I kept stopping because I was writing down everything. She said it changed my whole perspective. But in that video, it talks about that a musician has, if you miss one of these three things, you're going to be in trouble. You have to have the ear, you have to have the, um, what was it, the chord vocabulary, and you have to have the theory. And the neat thing that video does, it tells you what happens if you have two of those, but you're missing one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so let's say that somebody has the ear, so they have a great ear, mm-hmm. and they have all the chords in the world, but they don't have the theory. And theory means the understanding of what they're doing. Well, those are the people who just never know what they're doing. You ask them what they're doing, they're like, I don't know, man, just play. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. play what you feel, man. I'm just, yeah, well, yeah. it's because they really don't know. They, they never right. studied and formalized their knowledge. They never took their knowledge to the level where to understand it from a theoretical point of view, right? Very true. And, and so that's what we have. But, you know, what happens, though, if the person has theory, they have great theory, they have a great ear, but they don't work on vocabulary, they're going to be mechanical musicians because now they, right. they, they can play from, those are people who play, but they don't play with feeling, right? They just play from straight knowledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and the, the whole point of music is, is emotional, right? That's what music makes us, is, you know, sometimes you could, you could do a simpler choice in a chord and you don't always want to do the, the harder choice. So, yeah. um, so those are some important things, but I'm just kind of, I know you are going to ask me questions. I'm still going through my, I'm just getting this yeah, out, no, right? I'm almost yeah, done. I'm yeah, almost yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So, this is the first thing. So the first thing is technique. The second thing is practicing songs and movements. And of mm-hmm. course, when you're practicing songs and movements, the, the, the whole point, the reason I brought up the whole chunking thing is because you want to practice them slowly enough to understand what you're doing, not just for speed. You're practicing yeah. it really slowly so that you can deconstruct. So chunking means to deconstruct. It means that when you see an E major seven chord, you have the ability to deconstruct that chord, meaning mm-hmm. you could play that chord, you look at the shape of it. Shape means, you know, look at your hands and actually see the shape of it. Yeah, Maybe you can yeah. move some notes around. Maybe you can, and really get your ear used to the sound of that chord. That's when you've mastered an E major seven. It's not just, oh, I know the note is an E, G sharp, B. No, it's not that. You gotta spend some time with this thing. So that's what I mean by the that thing. And then the third thing I do is review old songs because guess what? Unless you review old songs, you're gonna forget them. Right. <laughs> now, there's a misconception, right? Let me talk to you guys about some misconceptions here. Let's hear it, let's hear it, right? All right, so people hear me, they see me all day on YouTube breaking down like Corey Henry, Glenn Gibson, you know, just the best musicians, right? Yeah, yeah. So everybody assumes that I can go and just play just like these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they approach me in church. They say, you remember that song you did, man, for, for that Glenn song? Show me that Glenn song. They, you know, now, let me just tell you guys something. 
if I was if I was able to do that, I wouldn't be sitting here with this podcast right now. I would be on some stage somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm Ouch. saying? Yeah. <laughs> I would be at some stage somewhere lapping it up, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't have to work another day of my life. I mean, cause you understand how what that would make me if I could listen to if I could at at on call, right? Just yeah immediately play like whatever musician just because I can hear them. It it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, People yeah. think, because they always say, I wish I had Sean's ear, man. If I had Sean's ear, then I could hear all these chords. And if I could hear all these chords, I could play all just like these people. No, you wouldn't. You it doesn't work like see that's an it's a it's a misunderstanding of how language acquisition works. And this is the reason uh, Tony I said I was gonna discuss language acquisition. Right. Right. How we develop language. It doesn't work like that. So reviewing old songs means I'm going to go back to a song I did maybe three months ago. Mm -hmm. Because think about this. It's physically impossible to to keep the chords that I've done from three months ago unless I've been continually doing. That's the whole point of the repeating thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's physically impossible. That's like me giving you guys a class right now. They say a 30-minute class in Russian, 30-minute class in, you know, the Chinese language is 30-minute class in Spanish, 30-minute class in Creole. Yeah. And then I go to you and I say, okay, y'all, speak fluently. <laughs> you understand <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? No, I it's yeah. not realistic. So a lot of what I have to do is kind of adjusting people's expectations. Because a okay. lot of what um, I have to do is, you know, people say this is what they want to do. And I uh, I can't just say that's not realistic, but that's what I'm thinking, and I have to now yeah. I gotta communicate that in a way. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not yeah, offensive yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, that's what it is, man. Their expectations is like, what are you thinking? That's not how it works. You don't, you know, just because you could hear a certain doesn't mean all of a sudden, you know, you're gonna be playing like that. It doesn't work like that. So, right. yep. so mm. um, language acquisition, that's the process of developing a language, it takes time. Mm. So how long do you think it would take somebody to, to speak fluent German? Well, that's how long it's going to take for me to study one musician. You guys understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. If, I wanted to, if I wanted Jason Tyson's sound, okay, mm-hmm. if I wanted his sound, and he's an amazing musician, people, it, it's not just, oh, go, I'm going to go study Sean's video, and now I could play like Jason, right. and then they get discouraged because they're not sounding like him. But you're, this is language acquisition. Language acquisition takes time, right? You're about, you're about to say yeah, something. Put it all together. <laughs> Were you about to ask me something? Because I see you. No, 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 no. I was just listening. I was uh, bringing the mic up just so I could, so you could okay. hear me say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I was just following I mean, along, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is this is language acquisition. Um, yeah. And so just people just have to be realistic that you know the process of music takes time. There's a book. Let me tell you about this book. Where is it? Unfair. Oh, no. my The main book I wanted to talk about is not here. I got three books that are missing. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So Which one is that? It's called Unfair Advantage. Okay. Okay. I thought it was here. It's a yellow. It's a yellow book. Um, I have one of those. You have those? Or a yellow book. You have book. that book? I have another. Oh, you have a yellow book? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Unfair Advantage. Unfair Advantage basically says that that life is inherently unfair. And it, it just recognizes that there will be some musicians who are going to succeed more than you due to certain factors. Hmm, okay. And there are musicians who aren't going to be as high as you due to certain factors, right? 
And it talks about what those factors are. And the framework is called MILES. Um, and if I could remember it, I believe the M is the, um, uh, I forgot M, I think it's money. Because money is an advantage that some people have. I stands for intelligence and insight. Okay. okay. L stands for location and luck. And, and I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people who are made it where they made it because they were in the right place at the right time. Right. So luck does have something to do with success. E is education right. and experience. And S is status because your status will sometimes take you places. You know, if people don't know you, you know, your status will, their status will help. So, so okay. when we talk about this framework in terms of it, it, there's some things that we can change and there's some things that we can't change. When people talk about genes, like the, 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 the important part of this is environment, because let me talk about environment for a second. Because okay. people want to know how, like, well, Sean being able to hear certain things and they only want to focus on the ear training. But when you, when you read Unfair Advantage, you realize that there are some advantages that I may have and there's some advantages that you may have. My yeah. advantage was, be, was having grown up in a musical family, okay? Mm -hmm. they, say that kids that, they say that kids that start earlier, there are certain things that they hear, right? They say that if you're trying to do um, absolute pitch, you have to, it has to be done before mm -hmm. seven years old. There's all the studies that say this, okay? Mm -hmm. wow. So all of these things matter. Now, it doesn't mean that when you're older, it's over for you. All I'm saying is it's an advantage. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Gotcha, yeah. So, so being in an environment where there are musicians, there are high-level musicians, is an advantage for you sitting Absolutely. over there in some remote town with only 5,000 people and nobody plays. <laughs> you understand True. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an advantage. Their education is advantage. You went to school. They made you learn music. They made you learn it. This person over here didn't go, didn't do a lick of school. They had to teach themselves. There's an advantage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah, advantage. There's inherent yeah. advantages. And so what we have to do is, so when you're looking at somebody's goals, you kind of have to look at the environment that's shaping them. You kind of have to look at, um, you know, what advantage, are there, is there any way that they can leverage the advantages that they have, yeah. right? But, you know, but if you have a person who, and I'm just going to say this, and this is, a, this, again, I like saying these powerful statements here, but I'm going to say this. A person could want to do as well as they want to do, but if they don't have anybody showing them, like they want to go really high in music, but they yeah. have nobody showing them anything, they didn't get schooling, they don't come from a family of musicians, mm -hmm. they don't have the insight, you know what I'm saying? And by yeah, intelligence, yeah. doesn't we don't mean smart, we just means... Um, like the gene, like there's sometimes you can have that musical gene, you know, they may not have that, you know, <laughs> they may not have money, so they can't hire the best people. You know what I'm saying? They may not have status, so they can't, they can't just call up some of the greatest musicians to be like, yo, man, can you help? So that person may not go as far, right? They have yeah. to change, they have to change some things about that. It's not just about chords. Sometimes it's about those other things that we have to do. Now, let me go into my website. And it's not, not necessarily a plug or anything, but um, one of the things that I do with my website is I realize that musicians, musicians are very, man, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say some comments, man. Musicians can be very, <laughs> musicians can be very insecure. Okay, okay? that's oh, fair. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, let me let me let me let me even let me even make it even more. Uh, musicians can be the most insecure group uh. of people because here's the thing: the only thing that we see when you're a musician online is guess what? Everybody else is just killing it. Yeah, yeah. right. The internet. See, before the internet. You you know you could be the little king of your own town, man. Like you know nobody. You didn't so know true. what anybody. You didn't know what Corey Henry was doing true. in New York yeah. and Glenn yeah, Gibson yeah, was yeah. doing. You you yeah. know you just knew that you were blazing in your own town. Everybody's like, oh man, he could play. He's the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Virgil Donati, who's one of the best drummers in the world yeah. ever from Australia. Yeah. And when he moved to the U.S., he thought he was probably going to be one of the worst drummers in the country. Mm. And he really was one because he had no frame of reference. He had no frame he of reference. He practiced and practiced, mm. but he really thought that there must be people out there that practice even more. He had no idea. And so, right. and, the, and, so what, and so, this is the, kind of my job because, you know, a lot of times people will come with either elevated. They'll think they're higher than they are. Man, I'm good, man. I played with this person, that person. Yeah, yeah. But I would actually say the majority of people is the opposite. See, they they've been watching they've been watching YouTube videos. <laughs> they've been watching Instagram. And as far as they're concerned, everybody's killing it. Okay. Mm, yeah. So here is what we do. And um, if you don't mind, I'm kind of jumping into everything. I'm jumping into some business now. Okay. Um, no, like so it. from an, a from a business standpoint, um, the important thing is to give people a sense of security. These, th these are the things that matter because remember what I told you about the book Unfair Advantage and in, in the environment. Those things are more important. Okay, and I actually wrote it down here. I actually have it written down in my notes here that um, even though I, you can have the perfect practice schedule, mm -hmm. but environment, it's uh, M-I-E. Let me see. Is there a way I can rearrange that word? I don't know. I-E-M. I don't know. M is for momentum. Emmy. Emmy. I like it. The E is for environment. Guess what? Environment matters more than having a perfect practice schedule. Mm. It matters like more. Where you where you practice? Mm. Nah, environment. See, it's it's bigger than that. It it it, right. it has something to do with it, but it's bigger than that. The the environment's talking about the systems that you have set up for you to be successful, and it's the Keep whole focus of this book. This whole focus of this book talks about the environment. We're talking about time, timing, how long it should be, how often, what you should, all that stuff is environment. Mm -hmm. And that's so I have a whole training on my website called Atomic Habits Training because all time and habits is about the procedures necessary for success. So that's what I'm saying. You could have somebody that they have a perfect practice schedule, yeah. but because they don't have the procedures there, they don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Tony, I don't know, were you there when we discussed the Atomic Habits? We were talking about how to make it easy and how to structure like a six-minute practice session. And I was, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You see, a lot of people, they're trying to, they think, oh, if I practice for three hours, it's going to make me better. True. Time never, time is not what it is. It's not three hours. It's not right. three hours. I'm trying to tell you, 20 minutes of deep practice, the practice that's talked about in Talent Code, is going to get you further than three hours. I believe that. I've so seen it work I don't, already, too. I'm trying to tell you guys. And there's some myths, man. There's a myth that we have to do because the book Talent Code does say that the older you are, your brain loses elasticity. And so you have a harder time mm -hmm. learning. So that's one of those unfair advantages things. Like if somebody starts music early, right, they, they have a, yeah. they're going to have a better thing at it, right? So 
But does it mean that the 80-year-old, because I got an 80-year-old who, who uh, hit, hit me up yesterday and was like, man, I'm 80, am I still? <laughs> and I told him, I got an 82-year-old on the site. Come on, uh, come on through. You're not even the oldest. But guess what? But, but see, here's the reality, though. You're not gonna. You're not gonna plead Gan Gibson. You're not gonna. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Then, yeah. I, I gotta. Reference. I gotta adjust the expectations. But but we can. We can. We can teach you something. I was 40. Check this out. I was 40 when I started my channel, and had never transcribed before then. Oh wow. But Alan Rickman started acting at 42. See what I'm saying? So it's. So I was older, and 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 I had never. Oh no! Check this out. Not only had I not transcribed before, I had, I had no theory background ever. I had never taken a theory course. People no. always say, I got people on my site That's with surprising. master's degrees. I got one guy, uh, Owens, with a doctorate in music who loves mm -hmm. my perspective, but I have zero education. I'm just trying yeah, to tell you guys something. Like, you can, you can hit a certain age, but it doesn't mean that it's over. But and see, in my case, the unfair advantage was the fact that I was playing for so long, I just yeah. needed a way to, to organize things in a way that made sense. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, for me, true. it took yeah. no time because as soon as I hit the theory, I was like, boom, got it. You know, I was able to yeah. make sense of everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't take me yeah. no four years of school. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, same thing, with, same thing with hearing chords. So it happened almost immediately, but because I had done the proper prep, but I didn't even know. It's not like I was like, when I'm 40 years old, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that. It just happened automatically. So, yeah, man. So you know, and I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so that was the E. But, what good. about M? The M is momentum. Momentum mm. is is big. Mm. Um, so a lot of people lose momentum. Yeah, and I was also talking about the reason I, what I try to provide on my site. So by the way, the E mm. environment. We try to give an environment on the site where people, um, and, and Anthony, you can probably really attest to this, where people feel like mm -hmm. they can play something without being criticized. This is a, the place. biggest, the biggest thing. What'd you say, Anthony? Well, I gotta stop you right there. I yeah. said it's a safe place, but I also wanna take this moment to call out my colleagues, not in a, not in a bad way. I wanna encourage you both to join in on the site, on the forum. Because it really is a safe place, no matter what level you're at. There's people who are right with you, right, all different levels. It's comfortable. Yeah. And it's encouraging. Okay. Yeah, because let, let me tell you, the, the hardest thing to do is know that you're around musicians. The, to play around your peers is yeah. the most yeah. difficult thing. Absolutely. And my unfair advantage, see, my unfair advantage is having taught in a school system with <laughs> some bad kids. And I had to Fair. constantly, each year... How do I make the environment so that everybody, nobody feels criticized? So see what I'm saying? So that's an unfair advantage oh, yeah. for me because a lot of people may not have that. Then I had got an administration right. and I had to lead, you know what I'm saying, learn that kind of stuff. So I just transferred that to online. And we have a system in place now where any musician can come in. They can play Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm -hmm. People are going to go in there and be like, go ahead, do it. We reward progress. We don't reward um, just your skill level. So I'm very, yeah. very clear about that. I don't, okay, so you're at the, you think you're at 100%, well, you better go to 101 then because <laughs> you say you're at 100, so take it to 101, yeah. you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but, but let me go back to the environment thing. The, envi the, the Emmy, 
that that phrase that he said, man, I love this podcast because it's it's literally evolving <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> but but listen, the the Emmy, this these are the things that actually matter more than you getting the right piano lesson, the right all the chords, all the theory, all of that. Because if you don't have the right environment for success, it's not going to work. But the M is the momentum. Okay, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people just don't have the momentum. And, and so how do we give them momentum? How do we, momentum means to move forward, right? So yeah. think of it like this. Um, if you have a, um, oh, I got a good example. I got a good example. The bike, my motorcycle. Um, so my motorcycle used to break down in the middle of nowhere, man. Uh, the one that was right. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember the batteries, for some reason, I would turn the key and nothing would happen, right? right so... Um, I think that was the universe telling you to chill out with the motorcycle. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was two years ago, man. That was pre-COVID. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, man, my, my motorcycle would, 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 would do this thing where it just wouldn't, wouldn't go anywhere, right? Mm. So I remember I would have to, if you could picture this, I would have to run beside the bike, right? And <laughs> I'd have to run beside the motorcycle. Flintstones and when it was at its on. top speed, I would have to jump on it. But this is a heavy bike. <laughs> so... It wouldn't work because it's so heavy that by the time I jump on it, it would stop, right? Oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> you have video of this? <laughs> yeah, I was about to oh, say I the wish, same. <laughs> I wish, man. If somebody had recorded me, I could tell you right now it had gone viral. Someone make a cartoon <laughs> of that. Like, look at, look at this dude, man. What's he doing? <laughs> but nobody went on their help. They would just they just look at me as they drive me past. They must anyway, think you had it um, figured out. <laughs> I finally found a little slight incline, man. That's what it was. Uh. <laughs> found a slight, found a little incline. Because the thing is, you know, you have to pop that clutch. So as soon as right. as soon as the bike gets going, you you pop the clutch and it'll, it'll go, right? So mm, yeah. so that's what it was, man. So I had to had to do something to jolt it, right, to get that momentum. So that's what get I mean. When 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 the bike is just sitting there and it won't move, that's that's equivalent to somebody in music saying, "Well, I'm not growing. I feel mm, like yeah. I'm not growing. I feel like I'm not moving anywhere." It means that they've lost momentum. So okay. the question is. How do we get somebody momentum, right? So right. Yeah. usually when they come to me, it's like, I have no momentum. So if anybody's saying that, you know, you don't have momentum, here's what you do. You got to think to yourself, what is the one action that I can take that will move me forward? That's the only thing that matters. Not, I want to, I, I have great goals. Sometimes your goals are the problem. Your goals mm. could be killing your momentum. Mm. Too you understand big. what Those I'm saying? Right. Because yeah. they are so high, they are so ridiculously high and unrealistic, and you keep looking at them and you keep putting yourself as a failure. So you've lost your momentum. Scrap the yeah. goals and just ask yeah. yourself, how do you move forward? And so when they come to the site, that's what I'm asking. How do we move them forward? What's the next step? And yeah. guess what? Them joining the site could be the first step in their momentum. <laughs> So I tell them, yeah, you've already yeah. done the first step because you joined. That's big, so yeah. You, wow. yeah. <laughs> you understand? Or join my site or anybody's site. It's just the fact that you've taken an action to yes. move yourself forward. Now, what's the next one? And then the next one. See, it's, it's a step exactly. at a time. That's how momentum right. yep. works. But people think it's practice. See, people want to approach music as if it's just practice and just chords and just runs. And then they forget the environment and they forget the momentum. And so the, all of those things are the real things that people are dealing with. 
And so that's the reason, that's the thing I have to address. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so I can address the theory, I can address the chords, but I'm gonna address your environment and your momentum. And the last thing, Emmy, is I, is inspiration, right? Mm, okay. Inspiration. inspiration. You have to have a spark, you have to have an aha moment at some point with music. It could be something small, but uh, I feel like, in my opinion, that the momentum comes first. You keep taking about, you know, what action can I take? The scariest thing to do is to take the first action. So recording yourself playing, and, and that's a scary thing to do. But, but the more you do, the more momentum you have. See, it works like that. So you take little actions at first, and then yep. you get, but then eventually you need some inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. And inspiration is when you're inspired by something. Maybe it's, and, and here's, we have the idea that inspiration works like a, a light bulb. Like you're, you're watching a video and all of a sudden it's like, ding, oh man, I, I get all the music now. Like yeah, yeah. all yeah. these misconceptions, that's not how it works. Inspiration doesn't come from that. Inspiration yeah. actually comes from repetition. Mm -hmm. It comes from the thing that I said where you're doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. When they talk about Edison and the light bulb, that light bulb moment that people all use as inspiration, he was in there plugging away every single day for years, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. so right. the, the, the idea that it comes like that, it's not. It actually comes from doing the same thing over, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Oh my goodness, I can blue blah, 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 or this is the same chord here. Yeah. It doesn't come from you just sitting around and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're, oh, I'm inspired. No, it yeah, comes yeah. from you getting in there, doing the work and, and repeating it. And all of a sudden you realize, you start, your brain starts making this connection. It's like, oh, wait a minute, this ties into this. And you see what I mean? Yeah. Once they reach that stage, I, I don't have to do nothing. I can, I can just let them, it's like a snowball avalanche, man. I could just let the people go and they'll just improve on their own. At the beginning, the hardest part the hardest part that I, we have to deal with is, you know, they, want, they come in wanting chords and all this. True. What's their momentum? What's their inspiration? How do, I, how do I challenge their expectations and what they do so that they're actually, you know, realistic about it and then push them forward in the right direction. Give them a task and let them go. And that's how to make anybody successful, you know, as far as that. And I, know, I, I hope I didn't go too long in this, but I've been like... <laughs> No, wanted to kind of give really, you guys my, really, really good. Yeah. my my whole theory. So that that covers what a Emmy is, a regular Emmy. A daytime Emmy is that, but second rate. And um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now if, oh, if we boy. can go back to <laughs> yeah. unfair advantages. Sure. Um, it, it, I think it's just uh, uh, good to point out that a lot of unfair disadvantages that musicians, people in general, but musicians tend to have are unfair advantages when it comes to making music. I know several musicians that have real OCD, not the kind that people just claim to have, like actual, I can't stop mm -hmm. until I turn the doorknob this many times, that sort of thing. And that condition allows them to deeply practice like you said not just sort of put in the mm -hmm. hours but deeply practice for seven a hours point. a day wow. and that yeah. that sort of you know people like that and that, that sort of obsessive behavior can be really mm -hmm. hard for people but it gives them an unfair advantage uh add adhd is an example of another condition that can make life hard generally mm -hmm. but uh any any problem that someone has can be an unfair advantage in a different 
situation. And it does seem like a lot of the really top never make a mistake musicians have, when you look into it, some sort of unfair advantage, which is actually an unfair disadvantage elsewhere in their lives. Uh, yeah, I think that's a uh, an excellent point too. Um, yeah. yeah, because I think something that could be an advantage could also be a disadvantage. And I think that the whole point that that book is making is that we try to approach people as if everybody's just the same blank slate kind oh, of, yeah. everybody has true. the same things. Yeah. But that's not true. Everybody has different environments and different ways. And, and when I say the word environment, again, like I was saying to him earlier, it's not just, it's more than just location. I mean, environment, I mean a whole host of things that make up yeah. you, right? The, you know, so all of that matters. But I, I do want to reference something too about the seven hours. I think it's this book here. It was this book here, uh, Deep Work, that says that after three hours that you run into what's called diminishing returns, right? Mm, yeah. In terms of the brain assimilating. So when we're talking about right. language acquisition. So, but it doesn't mean that the person who's practicing seven hours is not benefiting. What that person could be learning is more technique stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like getting their scales together, but in terms of the brain, mm -hmm assimilating information it's done right it's like yeah. <laughs> i'm done right yeah. but but it doesn't mean that they can't keep doing their fingers but i just want to make sure that i clarify that for anyone listening because uh they said that the, the student uh, the students at the school that they had researched that they weren't allowed to do more than three or four hours because they had done all the research and so the learning it said there was diminishing returns so if, if someone is trying to learn something mm -hmm then three hours is gonna be your limit. Now, if you're practicing scales, if you're practicing something like a song, that's different, you know, because you could be just yeah. kind of practicing to get your hands mm -hmm. to play true. that song, true, that's true. different. Right. But I'm saying anything involving right. trying to acquire language, stuff like that, mm -hmm. then there's a limit there with how much you can actually take in a day. I just kind of wanted to make sure I kind of brought that up too. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Great point. Tell that to the folks with OCD. Oh, no, they're not going to. I don't think they would. They probably wouldn't care. They would do their own thing regardless. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On the, I mean, on that, that same, I, yep. No, go Sorry, ahead. again, we're, we're Florida to Toronto. There's a delay. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of more unfair advantages that huh. historically have made musicians uh, more powerful in a way. Yeah. Uh, depression and anxiety in some cases seem to be the driving force behind some musicians and the feeling that maybe they're not loved or maybe they're not good enough, um, even though they are. And yeah. that has been an advantage for some people as morbid as that may sound. That's a good point. And, yeah. or you have yeah. somebody who's feeling, there's a lot of people who are feeling that way, but maybe they were never discovered because guess what? They weren't in the right place at the right time. And so, mm -hmm. so you have a musician that makes an argument like, you know, Sean, I'm doing everything you say do. Mm. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. Nobody has picked me up. But yeah. then on my, on my website, we interviewed, um, we've, we interviewed uh, Kanye West um, music director, Phil Cornish. Right. And I've, I interviewed uh, Paris Bowens, you know, before he passed. Mm. And every single person just happened to be the right place at the right time. It wasn't like, right. here's exactly what you have to do to be picked up by this great musician. You understand Keep what I'm saying? It's it. yep. going back to environment. It's all being in the right place at the right time. 
I have a, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know if I should say this on the air. I'm going to say it. Um, Go for it. We love somebody that. hit, guess who, guess who hit me up the other day? Who hit you up? It was um, from a video I did, a musician, <laughs> a girl. It was Beyonce's pianist. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Because I had covered a song. I had covered a song on my channel, When You Wish Upon a Star. Uh-huh. I don't know if any of you have seen that. And she happened to see the song. Yeah. And she actually emailed me. And I'm like, what? You know? Wow. I mean, but see, something like this. And so now me and her, you know, we're in talks. By the way, uh, Anthony, you may see her soon, hopefully, sometime right, in December. We can work out the details. But nice. something like that, see, that would have been an unfair advantage for me. You're right. Right, yeah. Matt? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because somebody who has a better ear than me just doesn't have the YouTube channel or doesn't have the technology experience or doesn't have the teaching experience or whatever, uh, but they have a great ear. They could have easily done that song just like me, right? But, it, but I, I happen to be the one <laughs> whose video she sees. And so she hits me up because I'm in the right place at the right time. So we, I right. think we have to... The unfair advantage thing, it helps because it just helps us to realize, you know, that, okay, it may not be my direct fault, you understand what I'm saying? We don't, we're not yeah. so hard on ourselves because we do realize that this world just has a lot of different things and some people are going to have some advantages. But it also means that don't stop working. You can be in the right place at the right time and right. the right opportunity. How is an opportunity going to come if you're not even making yourself available? You understand what True. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in, yeah. in order to even benefit from an advantage of being at the right place at the right time, you have to actually be there. Right, so show up. Show up, <laughs> you gotta actually show up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you yeah. lose you lose all the risk that you don't take. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, so so it's it's a really balanced look at things. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, though. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And I mean, the internet, like you mentioned, kind of changes the whole scope of this because where at one point the guy who was the man in his city was only the man in that general area. Now it's a wide right. open playing field, but that also mm-hmm. gives a lot of, it changes the benchmarking, right? Because you're For not sure. just seeing what's local to you, you're seeing what other people are doing all around the world. And that gives some inspiration on it on its own, I think. Yeah. It's um, al- it also seems like some of the unfair advantages that you have are ones that you put yourself into. Right, Correct. like having a YouTube channel. So Correct. I would mm. say that is fair because you worked at it. I, th- I think I think the way, yeah, I love the way you put that because I think it's where how can I give myself an advantage, right? Because yeah. even and though I'm friend and make it right, even though I'm you know great friends with the other musical teachers in the space in the space that I'm in, yeah. as a business you have to ask yourself how do we get? They call it competitive advantage, right? Right. But but it could be. You could use the word unfair, but how do I give myself an advantage in this space? Now, Tony, mm-hmm. if I can shift a little bit, Anthony, to, to some business thing, I have to figure out what each person's unique problem is and have a um, a personal unique way that I solve that problem. Right. That gives me my unfair advantage is that Sean explains it in Sean's way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it used to be, I used to say, I used to say, Man, I can't explain it as good. I used to watch these theory teachers on YouTube and I'd be like, man, I'm never gonna be like these. And why would I try? Yeah. These guys have not only like Rick Beato, not only did he study theory, he's a, a professor. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even coming closer to just our thing, Alan Merville just he went to Berkeley and just studied like 
theory, he understands this thing so well. So I'm thinking, how do I compete with these people? Well, the answer is you don't. <laughs> That's, yeah. The answer is you create your own lane. The, uh, the answer is that you hmm. find a way that you understand it yeah. and you, you communicate it. it. And guess what? Your understanding of it may help someone, right? And it's not a better or worse thing. It's just that some people may identify with the way that you explain it through your experience. So you can create your own advantage, your own competitive advantage, just by having your unique angle on things. And this goes to so many things, how you approach music. You don't have to be mm -hmm. somebody else. You can have your own way to play something, your own way to approach something. And as long as it's unique to you and people are identifying with it, then you found your, you found your thing. You can run with it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's that's really what it is. It's just just kind of finding your unique angle. Yeah. And sometimes the first angle isn't going to work because I did try. I, I I started a YouTube channel a year before and it flopped. See, I didn't tell anybody yeah. that before. Uh -huh. well, because the angle I was exclusive. The, the angle I was coming at wasn't working. Well, so I deleted it. Huh? I again, sorry, but uh, speaking of unfair advantages, we have an unfair disadvantage that we're bound by time. So I think <laughs> yeah, we're getting the end of this one. But yeah. now that we know that you have some Torontonian roots, we want to have you back in person when you come up here and uh, take a look at all this to maybe decide to move here because it's pretty nice here except for the <laughs> long winters. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, let's do it. That's funny, we, have, uh, we have our store is better than Guitar Center. Our long uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's is cool, there, is there anything you want to communicate to folks at home or on their drive or wherever people listen to this podcast that that you think would change the way they play for the better? If there was one piece of advice that you could lay down for people right now. Oh, man, that's a, that is a <laughs> difficult question. One that one works piece. for all, all skill piece. levels. Just putting you on the spot. No, no big wow. deal. I'm gonna Tony, go. Tony, take would, notes. I would, I would say the momentum <laughs> issue would be the most big, the biggest thing, because no matter what skill level you are at, you need to find the next step forward. So the next step forward for you may mean I'm gonna stop this podcast. I'm gonna go look at this video that Sean was talking about about the three things that all musicians need. Good idea. Buying the <laughs> talent code because as well and Atomic Habits. Buy the tabic. Yeah, just just yeah. move forward. <laughs> Don't sit and yeah. stew about it and think and feel sorry yeah. about yourself, about where you're not at and all this stuff and, and get to in your head about all this stuff. The only thing that, that gets you momentum is to take one step. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I tell yeah. people. Just take a step. Find out what the, what the nearest step you have to take. Take that step. And guess what? The easier the next step is, is, is easier. The first step is always the hardest step. So that's huge. What, what do you need to do to move yourself forward? That's it. Move forward yes, at yes, any yes, rate. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Sean Wilson has uh, online courses that we all take about uh, playing piano in very unique ways. Could you please tell us, uh, tell the listeners at home or washing the dishes or wherever? I don't know why I keep trying to envision where the Figure listeners where are. Wherever right, yeah. you are, that's <laughs> fine with me. You got you to um, do that. <laughs> how, how, how can people find you? How can people join the conversation? How can people connect with you? Yeah, if you remember, if you just remember Sean Wilson Piano, I spell my name S-E-A-N. And if you type that in YouTube, that's a really good uh, kind of a low, I want to say low cost. YouTube is free. So it's just kind of a, uh, you know, that's a, a place I usually send people first. Go to YouTube, you can kind of check out 
my content mm-hmm. and my teaching style. And if you vibe with it, and, and let me just say this, I'm, I'm gonna end on this, this, this nice thing. I don't yep. believe in selling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen to this. I don't believe in selling. We, we use an approach called content marketing. And what that means is you educate the customer. You educate the customer. And so what I, my process is to educate you. And as you're educated and you say, you know what? If he can help me here, I wonder what his site can do for me. Right. And so right. you just, if, so don't just go straight to the site. If you have questions, if you're like, mm, I wonder, go to my YouTube channel. It's free. And, I, yeah. and, and, and then if you're educated and you're helped over there, then you can take the next step of going to my website from there. Uh, all you have to do is look at any of the description of any of my YouTube videos. You'll see the website link there. And you can just kind of take it from there. That's but man, big. I've been having fun, man. I love, I love coming on here. Yeah, the time I, I get rolls all by. excited, man. <laughs> I'm going to end it like this. Sean Wilson, Bridging the Gaps. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome, man. Really appreciate your time. Who's doing the effect? Is that Matt doing the effect? Yeah, he did did his own effect, man. (laughs) That was awesome, Thanks for stopping by virtually. Uh, And for any entrepreneur that just heard that advice, that only works if your product is good, so don't get too excited if your product is mediocre. (laughs) You can't have a sloppy product. Keep keep working at it. Yeah, Thank man. you, Sean. Please yeah. stay in Thank touch. You, really, uh, really stay off the bike, it. and we hope to see you <laughs> in your hometown of Toronto soon. Yeah, hometown? man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>